Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cool Mom 101. I'm your host, Emily Kylo, and I'm on a mission to support women in creating their own chic and connected businesses with major confidence to go along with it. So today's guest I'm so excited to share with you is Carly. Carly is the founder of We Talkers, and she is a pediatric speech language pathologist. So for this episode, we talk about what exactly her business entails and how she keeps some balance in her life running a business, so being an entrepreneur, plus being a mom of two amazing girls. We also chat about what her parenting philosophy is and how that kind of plays out. She also walks me through a specific example with Leo that I found really, really helpful. So make sure you tune into that. We also chat what are two of the easiest tips for parents um, that they can start implementing right now to support their kids in learning to talk and communicate better. We also lastly talk about some amazing resources that you can use to support you on this parenting journey with regards to helping your little ones communicate. So I hope you love, love, love this episode. It was a pleasure talking to Carly and make sure you go check her out. So let's get to it. Here's episode 44 with Carly from We Talkers. Welcome to the show, Carly. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really grateful to be here. Thanks, Emily. My pleasure. So let's get right into the mom fashions. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. What, what's the best part of being a mom? Wow. It's still, that's a big question. <laughs> um, I feel like when I became a mom, I like immediately right from the start, just saw the world differently, just opened my eyes to things in a different way. And I think that took me by surprise because I'd worked with kids, little kids and moms for a long time. And I kind of feel like I knew what to expect. I feel so many moms are like, oh, I don't know what to expect. But because I had been around moms and babies and moms and toddlers, I kind of knew what I was in for. But um, yeah, that's one of the best parts for me is just how it opened my eyes to things in a different way. Um, And then, of course, I'm super total child development nerd. So watching my babies grow day to day, uh, seeing the world through their eyes. Um, and just how easily they can bring a smile to your face, you know, just things they do. You're just crack you up and, um, brings a lightness to life, fun into your life that, um, you just wouldn't have without having kids, I think. So those are some of my favorite parts of being a mom. Absolutely. I love all those. And I think we were talking before we started recording and with the climate that we're in right now, uh, it, it especially, I think, has brought a lot of 
light and fun to families yeah. when you have kids around because you you can't help but smile. It's a sense of wonder. It's just they're always excited. So yeah. it helps. It does. It does. Yes. So on the flip side, what is the hardest part about being a mom? Mm, being a mom's hard. It pushes me all the time. And again, like I had worked with kids and moms for a long time. So I knew it was hard. But now I'm like, dang, this is hard. It's challenges <laughs> you every single day um, to just reevaluate things, to push yourself, practice patience. Um, gosh. Yeah, it's not easy. It, it really pushes you to grow and um, evolve and just be the best you can be. But also you know, be gentle with yourself and know you're not going to get it perfect every time. And that's okay. Totally. And, you know, you can start fresh the next day or even the next minute, you know? Yeah. Especially with something like a, when you have a toddler, it is minute to minute with their, you know, emotions and everything. So that's, I love that you said that because you do, you always have a chance to, you know, act differently, change your wording in the next, second minute, whatever it is. <laughs> and yeah, they're so, um, they're so resilient and forgiving. Like if you ever, if something, you know, you do something that's not what you would have wanted to do, like, you know, you can start fresh, can reconnect with them and it, it's going to be okay. You know? Absolutely. And I've taken that advice. I've, I've heard it from, from other wiser moms like you. <laughs> um, but the other day I got a little, like a little bit mad. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to sit here and dwell on this. Um, and just later I just, even though Leo is not even two, I was like, I just want to say, yeah, I'm very sorry. Like that had nothing to do with you. Like I talk, cause I'm like, if I don't start practicing this, even if you might not fully understand it yet, I think it's good for me to start now. (laughs) So that. Yeah. And there, and I'm sure he, yeah, I think that's awesome. Like you said, practicing for down the road and yeah, just reconnecting. Yes. But he, yeah, he definitely didn't seem upset at me. So (laughs) (laughs) no. no. And you know what, when things like that happen, like I know for myself, it's like, it's just kind of an indication, like things are maybe a little bit out of balance. Like maybe I need a break. Maybe, you know, I need to be more, more proactive about that or, you know, look again at expectations for toddler development. Like there's so much that is out of our control at that stage. Like they're not going to listen to what we say always. They're going to push the limits and that's what they're developmentally meant to do. So um, yeah, re-looking at the lens, like, okay, this is toddler life. Like I need to take care of me so I can keep showing up for them and have that patience. Absolutely. Patience is right. Now with two little ones and a business, I would love to hear, do you have some sort of ritual or something you like to do every day that helps keep you grounded or gives you some me time? Um, yeah, definitely going on walks for me. Um, I walk every day, um, you know, sometimes alone, ideally like alone, but (laughs) with my girls too, I can just, you know, put Lauren in the stroller and, um, get a good walk in. I love to get up before them, but I don't do it every day. Um, but I feel my best if I get up before them, have, you know, some 
warm water. Like I, I'm like addicted to warm water. This is like the weirdest thing. I'm always like heating water. And <laughs> um, yeah, but I would say walking. <clears throat> That's your best one. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? Our health, you know, through all of this with COVID, it just, I mean, it um, just makes you even more aware of, of um, your health and yeah, that we're, you know, that we can be together. There's so many things going on in the world right now. So yeah, I'm grateful just for my little family and the health of, yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a deep question. Whenever I ask it, everyone's like, whoa, that's deep. Um, <laughs> but what is your why for your life? So what gets you up in the morning, excited to be with your girls and do the work that you do with mm-hmm. all these families that you help? Like, what is your why for your life? I've always been like a big want to help kind of person. So I think it's that just very driven to help others. Um, and then yeah, very, very driven um, to, yeah, just be there for my family and friends, but also my online community in a way that, like, you're not alone, like, this is hard. Um, so, yeah, helping others, and yeah, my girls, like, I really want to be um, a good role model for them, so that drives me to, like, what do I want? How do I want to be for my girls? So it pushes me to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I think kids in general, I would say that's one of the best parts for me is that, yeah, it does kind of push you in that direction. I think if you let it in that positive direction of how can I be better? How can I better serve my community? All those good things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get right into it. Tell everyone who doesn't know about you yet what your business is and how you started in your career and kind of how it shifted into the more online business that it is now. Okay, sure. So I'm a, I'm a pediatric speech language pathologist and um, I started out working in schools and clinics and private practices. I did that for about 10 years before I started my own business and it was great. It's the best, uh, best job. I work with um, families of young children. A lot of the children have special needs and working on helping them improve their communication skills. And it transitioned into um, starting my own business, which is called We Talkers. When my oldest daughter um, was about one and a half, I decided not to go back to my full-time position with um, public health, which I had been working at here in Vancouver. And that was a big decision. I actually cried my eyes out when I had to quit. As much as I knew I wanted to start doing my own thing, um, it was scary. And I loved my job. I truly loved it. I would say to my husband, I wish I could work full time and be a mom and home with Julia full time. Um, But you know, having kids, it did really spur me to look at the, you know, being an entrepreneur. And it brought out a creativity out of me that I couldn't have in the public system because it's very 
by the book. You must do this and then this, and there's all this paperwork and there's these certain guidelines. So starting my own business allowed me to just throw all of that out the window, be very creative in how I approach things and how I want things to be because I can be the boss. <laughs> um, so We Talkers is um, a company that provides education and resources to families uh, um, that have babies and toddlers to help their child talk and communicate and ultimately, you know, build a strong foundation that prepares them for starting school. And yeah, I do that through online courses and rec most recently um, started two online communities with um, my friend Katie, who is another speech pathologist. That's awesome. I love it. I've been following uh, Carly for a long time and she's really helped me. And yeah, if anyone listening doesn't follow her yet, make sure you do because she gives such great tips and it's all very approachable. I think the way that you put everything out there, um, there's really, it's like a judgment free kind of zone. That's what I always feel like. So oh, that's what we you. need more of in this world. <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah. I think we met, I guess, from social media and then you came when Leo was so tiny to want to talk. <laughs> I did. But yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. We met at a juice truck event that Carly was speaking at. And I can't remember how old he was. Maybe eight weeks? Something yeah. like that. So yeah, he was, was like in a little carrier and then, yeah. Mama needed to get out of the house. Yes. No, 100%. Like, that is what, you know, spurred us to start these communities. Like, I wish, like, I miss that so much. And I know, like, didn't you find that so valuable, just having the juice truck thing? Like, Yes, I love that. That meetup, it was, like, somewhere to go. You knew there'd be adults there. You knew that it was, like, a safe space for you and Leo to be. And mm -hmm. you didn't have to worry about you know, trying to feed him or if you had like spit up or it was like somewhere to go and something to do. So totally. Yeah. And I think as moms, uh, especially in that first part, that newborn phase, it is really beneficial. I think to moms to have those spaces, like you were saying, in those ways mm -hmm. that we can connect with other moms, because yeah. that's just going to be so much better for the kids too. Right. Yes. It's like the best just to have someone else be like, yes, I get what you're going through. I totally get that. Just like be around other women in the same stage of life. Um, so yeah, we try to recreate that as best we can in the virtual space. Um, like we did a zoom call and met some of like the new moms and it was just, yeah, so helpful. Like just to get to chat and kind of hang out like that. So yeah, I'd love for you to tell us a bit more about these communities that you're creating because it is, it is really cool to see how people are getting creative right now because we can't mm -hmm. meet in person really in the same way, first of all. And second of all, what I love about some of these things is it opens it up to a way bigger audience. So it doesn't yeah. need to be just the moms in Vancouver, for example, you can go at such a kind of wider range. So yeah, yeah, if you could tell us a bit about those programs, that'd be great. Yeah. So we have two online communities. They're called Talk Baby and Talk Toddler. So our Talk Baby community is for moms with babies birth to 12 months. And yeah, we, we bring in a new expert each month to just talk about a different area of child development. Um, so I feel like one thing that's so important is for like postpartum mental health professionals to be speaking to, to, to new moms about, um, 
you know, just like intrusive thoughts and like the anxiety that might come up, like some of this stuff that's not necessarily spoken about, like normalize some of these feelings. We had um, our friend Chastity come on and talk about adjusting to motherhood. Like it's so powerful. I think having a professional kind of coach the moms through this. So that's one aspect of it is the expert guests. And then Katie and I teach songs and rhymes for babies. So we find this is just a great way for new moms to kind of connect with their little ones, something fun to do. Um, you know, new moms, you know, new moms have all different backgrounds. They don't necessarily know this kind of stuff. So we want them to feel like, oh yeah, I can do this with my baby. And it's just beneficial for the mom and the baby. And then we teach classes within it, like how to read to your baby, how to play with your baby, just to give more moms more ideas. And then the community aspect of it, we have it on a private platform, but it's sort of like a Facebook group where they mm. can kind of just check in and we have different topics and um, we do occasional like Zoom meetups, like I was saying. Um, yeah, and our toddler group's very similar, but all about toddler mom topics. And, you know, we talk about just like challenging situations that come up with parenting a toddler, you know, the great things about parenting a toddler. And yeah, we have our expert guests and us there to support the moms. Um, That's awesome. I love that. It's so cool. It sounds so awesome. Love that you guys are doing that. Yeah. And one thing we noticed too is like Vancouver, this city has quite a lot going on for moms. Um, now with COVID, not as much, but we've noticed like elsewhere, there's not. So even like outside of COVID, I think we'll definitely continue because we have moms that are like, the groups didn't in my town was like one day a week and never worked for my schedule. We have working moms that now have access to this because it's not at a certain time. You know, I remember stopping going to groups because my baby was like napping at that time. And so with the virtual component, like there's so many benefits to that too. So. Absolutely. I love that. Can be a little more flexible, like you said, which is always good. A little more on demand. Yeah. So I'd love to hear from you, Carly. How do you keep some sense of balance, if you even agree with that term, some don't, but <laughs> some <laughs> sense of balance in your life when you have, you know, your family, you have your two girls, your husband um, to think about, and then you have your business that you're growing. So what are some ways that you kind of keep that balance, like I said? Um I basically work backwards from the end results I want to have. So I think about what I want my life to be like, how much time do I want with the girls versus working, how much work can I take on um, instead of kind of letting the work drive my time. I, I do it the opposite way, which really helps me. So for me right now, my priority is, being home as much as I can, like being with Lauren. Julia started kindergarten this year. Yeah, which is really exciting. So my older one's at kindergarten. But um, so yeah, I just try to get really clear on the priorities first and then have the work go in after. Even though I love my work so much, I could probably work all day and it would be like, I really do love it. Um, I still probably have that feeling like I could wish I could work full time and mom full time, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's Dude, not a thing. It's not. Yeah. So you have to kind of choose, choose where you're going to be. Um, 
And yeah, I look at it too as like the time where they're like itty bitty is like such a short time. Um, so there'll be more time, time for work because I have so many dreams, so many more things I want to be creating and doing. But for now I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. So you kind of, I love that. So you're kind of keeping your, not necessarily, it's not like in a stifling way, but you're just keeping certain projects that you know you can manage within those yeah. priorities. Right. And like you said, right now your priority is really being home as much as possible for your two young kids. That's like, yeah, yeah your priority. I love that. It's so important. Cause I think for anyone, even if you aren't a mom, cause I have a lot of listeners that aren't even moms, but, um, it's like, you need that because you can't be everything to everyone, mm -hmm. ever. <laughs> especially though, when you start adding in things like kids and a business and you just can't. And I think the, the sooner you can realize that, as I think I had, took me a little while to get there, <laughs> the sooner you yeah. can realize that the better for you. <laughs> yes. yes. And like, I know you're a very ambitious person too. And just remember like things change and like, even life with Leo has changed so much, right? So like things evolve and change and nothing's the same and it can be the same with your business. It can kind of like ebb and flow and whatever you're doing now doesn't have to be set in stone for later. You can always change. And I think I didn't really see that before. I'd always was like working full time and like this was the way you do it. But I think, yeah. Just no, it's so cool to hear you talk about it as well because I'm pretty passionate about motherhood and entrepreneurship actually going quite well together oh, um, yeah. because like you were saying and for me too I'm there's things that I would probably like to do that I'm not yet and I say yeah. yet because as we're talking about as things change Leo gets more independent we might have more help even at some point exactly you can adjust and like you said I, yeah. I love that idea that it can be fluid and dynamic. Like you don't have to, I started my business doing this one course and that's what I'm doing for life. You, you can add new things. You can take away things. It's great. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that, that is, yeah, exactly it. And when I first started We Talkers too, I think I didn't really have the confidence to go fully, you know, I had to put myself out there a lot. Every, even now, like showing up on Instagram, I feel very vulnerable sometimes. I'm doing that. Like my friends are like, Oh, you make it look so easy. It's not always easy. It's I'm just a regular person. So I, I took me a while to gain the confidence. And at first I was seeing kids one-on-one -on -one in their home through my business. Um, and now when I had two girls, it was like, it's not manageable for me to keep going this one-on-one -on -one way. So that's how the business grew to more education based. Yeah, which is so cool. And you still have that opportunity to work in this field that you love and are passionate about mm -hmm. without it taking away from those priorities we talked about. So yeah. it's very cool. So something else I really admire about you is I find that you, and I kind of touched on this earlier, but you have such a positive way of parenting. I don't know how to describe it, but I always find um, anytime you're kind of coaching through different ways to kind of deal with parenting issues, I find it's very like non-judgmental and positive. So I'd love to hear from you how you would kind of describe your parenting philosophy. Okay. So I actually think of it very similarly. Like when I was talking about balancing the business with my life, I, I kind of think the end result in mind for my girls you know, I think 
what do I want them to have? I want them to have the skills in life to, um, to, to be confident, independent, um, emotionally intelligent humans that can communicate effectively with others. So I work on, instead of punishments, taking things away, time out, I work on teaching them the skills that they need to be human in this world, basically, <laughs> right from the start. So my youngest one is two. You know, she starts screaming and yelling. No, you know, I get down at her level. I calmly model. Lauren, you can say, no, thank you. And so I'm, I'm not punishing her for yelling. I'm teaching her, guiding her uh, with the skill that she would need to do to, to get her point across in a more mm -hmm. functional way. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, it totally yeah. does. And I love, I love that. Like I love when people give examples like you did where you actually say the words that you say, because I find <laughs> sometimes like if you're just talking about a theory, yeah. I find I'm like, okay, but what do you actually say? <laughs> so I like that you use that example. <laughs> we can talk through something. What's something that Leo does that you're like, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what's a good example? Okay. So if he's ever um, playing with something that he really can't for like safety reasons, um, like he's trying to play with a knife, let's say, or something like that, where it's yeah. probably not appropriate. Um, uh, yeah, how would I tell him no <laughs> in a nice way? <laughs> yeah, so one thing with like toddlers, like especially when they're one, they just get into everything, right? <laughs> they're just going to touch and that's what they're built to do. They're learning about the world through their senses. So they want to touch it. They want to feel it. They want to do it. So the first thing with this kind of stuff is like prevention, like not even making the knife even like accessible. So if you open the dishwasher, you know, there's a sharp knife in there, moving your body <laughs> to the side of the dishwasher. So he can't get it there and pull out the knife. So it's like, they don't even get the opportunity, but yeah, if he has a knife, then that's where like the loving firm boundaries come in. I understand you want to touch the knife. That's not okay. We can't play with the knife. Like it's fine. To say no, yeah. Like, no, we're not, you know, yeah. we're not going to play with a knife and take it away. And he may cry. And then you just validate. Yeah. You're really upset. You wanted the knife and mom had to take it away. So you're helping him learn. Like, this is how we cope. Like, yes, I am upset. You're labeling that emotion and you're holding that firm boundary. Yes. I love that. It's so helpful. What I think and maybe the knife's not the best example, but yeah, anything you don't, because that happens all the time. I think with parents, there's things that, you know, they really can't touch. Maybe it's your laptop or things like that. You don't want them fully playing with. Um, that's really helpful, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, even when I go somewhere new, it's kind of, I'm kind of like scanning, assessing the room. I'm like, okay, what is she going to want to get into? How can I kind of prevent that from even being a thing? Right. So maybe it's, oh, we're looking over here. Like, Okay, maybe knowing like the laptop's going to have to go up because I know they're just going to want to get into it and they're not going to listen even if I say no 
40 times, like <laughs> that for their brain. They don't, their brain isn't fully developed, developed to the point where they have that impulse control. So I think for parents to really understand, like they don't have the same ability to stop, even though they know they need to. Yes, that is helpful to keep in mind. I think as you go through the kind of parenting journey, I'm sure, you know, there's different developmental things as they go on. But for for the toddler life, I think that's really helpful to keep in mind. Because I think it's easy. And I think I even at the beginning with Leo, as he was getting into the toddler zone, you think that it's almost like your fault or that like they're bad because they're not listening. Mm -hmm. And when I've started to realize like, it's not that they have terrible listening skills or don't listen. It's the impulse control isn't really there yet. (laughs) So that helped change my perspective on it for, for sure. Yes. I think as parents, we have this expectation, like they know the rule, they know it's no, they need to follow it. And when they get older, you can help that a little bit more. But I think for Leo's age, you just have to he's still working on it, right? It takes time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, what else did I want to ask you about? Oh, yes. So what are some of the, now you share so much of these kind of tips on your Instagram, so I don't want to go too into it, but if you could just share a couple tips um, about things that are easy for parents to help support their kids in learning to talk. So I know okay. it's a bit different for every age, but yeah, maybe just a couple of like your almost easiest, quickest tips that parents can use. Yeah, so the easiest thing you can be doing is narrating your day. One way we talk about it is being kind of like a sportscaster. So by you talking throughout your day with the simple day-to-day things that you're doing with your child every day, and this starts from baby, you know, through the toddler years, you're helping them make these critical brain connections that are building the foundation. Like we know from research that simply by talking with kids, um, it's helping them learn. So my approach is definitely not like, okay, you need to set up these activities and it has to be elaborate and there needs to be a theme. Like, no, (laughs) I don't even do, I don't do any of that. I, yeah, talking a lot throughout the day. And then, you know, for most kids, And I feel like I need to bring more awareness to this on my Instagram. But for most kids, just by talking and, you know, reading books, they are going to begin talking easily on their own. But some kids aren't. About 10% of kids aren't for different kinds of reasons. So I think as a parent, just being aware of developmental milestones and just kind of what's expected can be really good. And some kids are going to need extra support. And that's where speech therapy and other early intervention services come in. Yeah. I love that. Talking and reading. If you can get those into your day, make it part of your routine, then that's going to be great for their language development. Yes. I love those tips because they are, they are easy. And I will just share that I, and Carly had talked about this, um, probably on Instagram and that idea of narrating your day. And I really, I really liked that. So I definitely started doing that with Leo quite young too. Again, it's like, I don't think he was necessarily picking up that much, but it helped me because starting early, I just, now I don't think about it. I just do it. And another, another thing I'll just share too, it kind of a mindset thing is in the beginning I was doing it because I was like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, Mm -hmm. 
and making it kind of feel like a bit of a chore. Mm -hmm. Um, but lately in the recent, I don't know, six, eight months, I've started just having fun with it. (laughs) It's like, make it fun. You know, like I now, cause at first, like I said, I was making it seem like it's a chore and something I had to do. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, this is fun. I just get to chit chat with him all day. Yeah. And they don't judge you. (laughs) He can't even talk back most of the time yet. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely have fun with it. I, yeah, don't, yeah. That's great, Emily. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. And yes, it was definitely your tip in the beginning. So um, it definitely helps to change that mindset around it though too. Just make it fun. Yeah. So before we get to the lightning round, I had one more question for you. And that is, um, what are some resources that can help support parents and kids? So I know you have actually a couple, one, one at least free resource. So definitely tell us about that. And then just reiterate the um, programs that you have. And then maybe if there's, I don't know, what else parents can do, um, maybe just direct them where the best place to go is if they are having any troubles. Okay, sure. So as far as free resources, I have some things you can download from my website. So I have a list of books that I love for babies and toddlers. I know sometimes you go to the store and you're just like kind of overwhelmed. So these are books I've tested over the years with the kids I work with and my own girls. So you can grab a list of books. Um, I also have developmental milestones for talking. So like I was saying, it's good to kind of be aware of what's expected, not to stress over it, like not just like but it's just nice to know kind of like what's coming what you can be looking for so you can grab that I also have like a free guide for um talking with your baby so it gives like some of the tips like you were saying and um you know what to be looking for in the baby years when it comes to communication and then, yeah, I have course. I have a baby course, um, talk, sing, and read with your baby that kind of dives deeper into this these tips. And then a toddler version, which is in the process of getting redone, that's going to come out um, next year. And then my two communities that we already talked about. Yeah. And then other source, like I'm trying to think of other um, things that are great for toddler parents. Well, I think too, just to touch on, and you do talk about this on your Instagram, but if, you know, you are feeling like maybe there's something that your child is not hitting in terms of a milestone and you're ever worried, oh yeah, what should they kind of, what should a parent do? Okay. So first thing, a parent should know that um, there's support available and oftentimes free or very low cost. So it's going to be a little bit different depending on, you know, which state or province you're in or what part of the world you're in. But in North America, these services are typically free. So if you're in the States, I would go to the CDC website. If you're in Canada, just go look at your like local public health and see what's offered for little ones. And just remember, like, if you're thinking like, oh, something seems like a little bit off, like, I think moms need to trust their gut and also know, like, their support and it's not going to be this huge thing. Like it's just people like me that will kind of talk with you and kind of check in with you and help guide you. So that's one reason I wanted to show up on Instagram too. Is like, first of all, people don't even know about our profession. They don't know what we do. And I wanted to kind of demystify it. Like it's like speech therapy, like that's intense, (laughs) but it's actually, it's fun for kids. It's, 
yeah, and you'll meet a supportive person that can help guide you and your child. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. Yeah. So before, yes, before we get to the lightning round here, I want to acknowledge you for all the amazing work that you're doing and the community that you're creating that's really, really helping support moms and kids. It's awesome to see. And even for me, I think you've really helped me personally. And so I just want to thank you for that. It's so kind of you to say. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Okay, let's get to it. What's your favorite book? Um, the two that I will go back to and like relook at are Essentialism. Do you know this book? No. Okay. <gasps> I have to send it to you. You're going to love it. Especially talking about this whole motherhood business balance. Oh, I got to get your mother. Tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Business and life book. And the other one I go back to a lot is The Power of Now. Do you know this book? Yep. Yeah. So great one. I love that one. Yeah. What's your favorite drink? Can be alcohol, can be not. What do you like? Oh man. Yeah, it depends. Depends on the mood. But because I'm a big, big drink person. I couldn't decide like between all the things. Like, you know, like if we're talking alcohol, then it's like wine. Yep. But and then I but all throughout the day it's like, okay, I start with my lemon water, then I have coffee, I have tea, I love kombucha, I love sparkling water. So it just depends on the mood. I can't pick a favorite. That's totally fair. And it's funny because as you're walking through, it's like that sounds like my day. I pretty much yeah. always have some sort of beverage. <laughs> so yeah, funny. Always. Yeah, need it going. I feel yeah. like it's partly a habit and then partly I gotta stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. It is good. Do you have a favorite podcast right now? Ooh. (sighs) Big podcast listener too. I loved listening to yours on when you were, you know, looking into childcare for Leo at first. Like this was probably when he was just one. I love that because I feel like just listening to your solo episode because I feel like every mom goes through that. So if you guys haven't listened to that one. You should. Oh, thank you. You know what? I That's something I want to do a little more of too, because I'll come across these kind of, they feel like big issues to me at the time. And they are in that they're new for you as a mom. Like there's these different things you all of a sudden have to go through. And I did one on my breastfeeding journey as well, because I kind of went through everything that happened in those we breastfed for 11 months. And it's like, I don't think that you necessarily hear about all yeah. those things. So it's good. Really helpful. Yeah. Just the other day, one of the moms in our community, she was just like, I'm really struggling. And for other people to say like, yeah, I had that, that sucks. Like, yeah. Like I think it's really, really nice for moms to be sharing these stories. So I think you should do that for sure. Thank you. Yeah. And other podcasts I love, like maternal mental health ones. I really love like, um, I'm trying to think Dr. Cassidy. Um, I don't know if you know her. No, but I'll have to look that up. I think that's, I mean, yeah. such an important topic. So yeah, like those kind of podcasts, yeah. I, love, I just feel like they're speaking to me. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, I'll have to check that one out because I haven't, haven't heard of her yet. That's great. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite TV show or movie? Oh gosh. Mm. Do you watch TV? No, I'm not a big TV person. No. Yeah, I don't even watch a ton. Um, I I kind of watch it very intentionally now, I would say. I watch yeah. like 
one episode of a show that's like a feel-good show that I love. Yeah. Maybe. I, maybe. I want to Not watch even that. Life. I keep, I want to watch that Emily in Paris, but I haven't yet. It's really good. You should watch it. Um, and it's funny because, so her name's Emily, like me, and then she works in marketing, which is something I yeah. do. <laughs> I just was like, this is fun. And you know what? It's very like escapist. The fashion is amazing. It's the yeah. same producer as Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. um, so you can get like that kind of vibe. It's funny too. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. It's a good like little escapist one. Yeah. I need to watch that. <laughs> get, get it, girl. What is it, your favorite place that you've traveled? Oh gosh. Probably Italy. Probably <sighs> Italy or Greece. I was I lucky to travel know. a lot before my girls came. I missed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well and right now though you can't anyway so don't worry <laughs> I know. yeah that's true that's true it kind of suits this parent life you know home body <laughs> totally <laughs> but if you could jump on a plane tomorrow where would you go oh man well probably down to the states to see my family to be honest because the borders closed you know so yeah. we can't that's been really rough that um I know there's so many such major problems but in my tiny little bubble miss, missing that oh back to the podcast really quick a couple other ones are nice white parents that was a podcast Ooh. series that I loved because I'm you know getting a lot like more into the anti-racism work right and like so like that was really eye-opening and code switch is another really good one uh for that just to hear like different people's perspectives and stories I find that's really helpful Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I'm always looking for good recos myself and I know everyone listening will love those too. Okay. Final question. So something that I'm passionate about teaching women about and sharing my journey with is confidence. Cause for me, my perspective is that confidence is where all good things come from. It's where you, like you were talking about, you take those risks in your business to try something new because you have the confidence to do it. And you were talking about the confidence to show up online, which is not always easy. So I'd love to hear from you. What does confidence mean? Yeah, I guess this is something I've really grown into since motherhood too. Like I don't, I don't struggle with it as much anymore because I just am more confident in who I, who I am. I'm very much like, this is me. This is the, what, what you get. <laughs> what you so, see is what you get. Yeah. Um, Whereas, yeah, when I was younger, I guess I had different things like, oh, I need to be this person for these kind of people or this. Um, so I don't know. How do you define it? Confidence, just showing up as your, as yourself. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Okay. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Carly. And make sure everyone go check Carly out. You are, is it at WeTalkers? Mm-hmm. Yep. So W-E-E -E, Talkers. Awesome. Yeah. So go check Carly out and take a look at her courses. I did the toddler one. It was awesome. And yeah, just thank you again so much for being here. This was lovely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Emily. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.